And ding dong. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else. Oh. <laughs> I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. Okay, so you can stop. I feel like it's going to be real loud. <laughs> yeah. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have Ashley Vetch. Normally, we pick movies from our genres, but it's a special wedding month, so we're picking movies that have weddings involved in them. It's your it's wedding minus the day. Last of them. We're also sorry this is a week late. Yeah. yeah. Shit happens. A lot of crap. Yeah, we didn't get to post last week. Some Somebody got married. No. That was more important. We didn't get to post last we week? You said that really very weird. Very busy. Somebody had to get married, and <laughs> yeah. that seemed more important. Ruin everything. Um, it's a lovely wedding. But this is this week on the podcast is... Oh. Tony's pick. <laughs> Anybody but me. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for Carly. Thought we were going to do a thing around the table. Eh, it's all good. <laughs> 1996, The Birdcage. Never heard of it. Who's in that? Uh, Why'd you well, choose this? Because it has a wedding in it. And because I like it. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't qualify at all. I thought we were, I thought that didn't matter. I guess that doesn't now, does it? Oh. <laughs> No, it doesn't. I just was wondering why you picked it. Like, John's like, this doesn't qualify. I'm like, like I don't think qualify. it has to qualify. Really, just we're just picking I thought we were just picking movies with a wedding. In. I, I listened we to four, wed- four Weddings and a Funeral and... Four Weddings and a Funeral doesn't qualify. I know. Father of the Bride, and I believe we said in those episodes that it didn't have to qualify because it was a special month. Well, the Father of the Bride did. It was under 60%. I have to look now. I don't remember. I have to justify my pick. <laughs> This is just a movie about a wedding that we like. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tony. Do your thing. Okay. Are we done with the song? Mm-hmm. What song is it? I don't want to say it because it might play it again. <laughs> Thanks again. Brother of the Broad had a 51% Metacritic. That's why okay. I got in there. Wow. Yeah, Four Wins of Funeral didn't qualify. The Birdcage was like 90% or something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, Metacritic, which is amazing. <clears throat> well, actually, it's 72% of Metacritic. That was close. That's like 90, though. But it's 82% on Rotten Tomatoes and 81% uh, audience. audience. Wow. So Certified fresh. Is, it, is that certified fresh? Uh-huh. I don't know where the number is. I think it's anything 80? over 50. No. Is, is it? No, they're no, certified it's, fresh. I think it's 60. No, because there's there's, regu- there's rotten, then there's good, and then there's certified fresh. Certified oh. fresh. I'm sure that's oh, okay. certified fresh. I think certified fresh is about 80%. Well, it was above 80, so I'm sure it's certified fresh. <laughs> Why is she getting so snippy, dude? Because I can be. Dude. Have you tried? I do want me to say it again. Have, have you tried one of these birthday cake uh, I know. gummy bears? What the what hell was that? was that? There was just a loud boom. I don't know if that picked up. Did, you Did guys, your power go out? Are you expecting a... Did our power package? go out? It sounds very quiet in here all of a sudden. No, power's not out. Well, mm-hmm. the nightlight's still on. Okay. The fire's still on, look. Oh. <laughs> it was just a coincidence that the air conditioning shut off at the same time there was a loud boom. No. Last time it was the transformer that's in the backyard blowing, but that transformer is not the one that brings power to our house. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's currently located in the yeah, corner of our yard. Which is good because that one went out and we were fucking. Hmm. Yeah, I saw it explode. It was very scary. Well, this movie had a budget of $31 million and it made $185 million at the box office. Is that right? It did. The writer, original writer, is I assume Jean Pierre. I don't know how to say it. Pierre, I don't know. It's French. <laughs> um, it was directed by Mike Nichols. He did The Graduate, Wolf, Biloxi Blues. It's starring uh, Welcome Back to the Podcast, Robin Williams, 
from Popeye. Is that right? That's right. <laughs> the only movie we've done with Rob Williams is Popeye. No, we did What Dreams May Come to. Oh, yeah. That's how you said that. That was, well, that was a real piece of crap. <laughs> wow. Hating on Carly's movies. You know I thought that was a piece of crap. This is not new shocking yeah, information. I loved when I was a kid, other than Mrs. Doubtfire, was Patch Adams. <laughs> mm. That movie is great. You could have picked that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. I have no idea if it qualifies. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Nathan Lane from The Lion King and the Producers. He does a lot of Broadway, isn't that right? Yeah. This is the movie that kind of made him more movie famous. Yeah. Because he was a very big Broadway star. It said in the trivia. Yeah, it said he hadn't really done anything except maybe The Lion King. Ah, La Banya. Um, Gene Hackman. Replacements. Welcome back to the podcast. Mm-hmm. There was another one, too. French Connection. Well, what was the other one? I told you, too. Oh, um, shit. You did tell me. I can't remember. It's a, <sighs> he was a small part in something that we did. <laughs> Oh, I haven't done Welcome to Mooseport yet. <laughs> That's the movie that made him quit acting. Yeah. I do like it, though. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, Diane Weist from Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Fuderman from A Mighty Heart. I don't know who that guy is, so, I mean, he's just Val on this. Mm-hmm. And Hank Azaria, welcome back to the podcast from Godzilla. And Closely Flackheart. Is she welcome back to the podcast? No. But oh. you didn't mention her. She's yeah, like a major well, character. I tried in the movie. not to mention her. She's 30 and playing an 18 year old. And she's barely a character. And Val is 27 and playing a 20 year old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tony had just been watching Stranger Things and he was like, the Stranger Things kids look like they're 18. Yeah. This chick does not look like she's 18. Yeah. The Mexican? Did we do the Mexican? Yes. That's what it was then. Mm-hmm. We did do the Mexican. And I have two... Brad Pitt. Two reviews. The first one is from Amit underscore T. Uh-huh. Very entertaining. I watch this movie countless times and never get bored. It provides sheer entertainment and some one of the best one-liners I've heard in a movie. It's equal opportunity in its derogatory remarks and racism, and that's part of the Whoa. charm. People get too worked over stereotypes and being offended, but they shouldn't. This is a movie, not a political commentary. The actors do a superb job of creating humor out of awkward situations. 10 out of 10. I actually think it is political commentary, though. <laughs> it, both is, it is now. Because everything is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is from Post Time. Extremely overrated. Comedy is one of my favorite formats, and I have a wide range of tastes in that genre. Oh, I, yeah? I watched this film because of the actors involved and because of all the rage made about the film. But I found Reach. this film to be boring, unclever, and full of too much tired old shtick. I kept shaking my head wondering when something creative and funny was going to happen. One mm-hmm. out of ten stars. Well, I was wow. sitting here wondering when you're going to have a glass of shut up juice. Ouch. Mm-hmm. That guy can kiss both sides of my ass. The left and the right? The left and the right. What'd you think or the top and the bottom. Carly. Hey. I've seen this one before. What? And I remember being delighted. Never mind. <laughs> You've seen a movie? A couple. <laughs> 272. <laughs> At last count. No, let's be honest. She at least watched one other movie that wasn't for the podcast. I have seen this one before. She's maybe seen 275. <laughs> Getting up in that 300. Yeah, one. we're never going to do Disney movies. So Ooh, I see a lot of those. We should make your 300th movie 300. Do, I'm eventually going to pick Atlantis. 
I haven't not seen this that one. one, but like the Little Mermaid, the Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, not, all those. It's movies. the best one though. Atlantis. Yeah. Milo. Atlantis and the Lost Empire. It's right up there. The Emperor's New Groove, Atlantis, the Lost Empire, and then Air, and then the Little Mermaid. Those are my favorites. And the Fox and the Hound, if I need a good cry. Well, she, she's still going to keep going. And this one, and this one, and this one, and this one. That's all of them. There was four. Except for 101 Dalmatians. No one likes that one. It's about killing. There was four. It's about killing puppies. But they don't kill puppies. Then, they survive. The puppies live. Yeah, wait a minute. And then someone decided, you know what we should do? We should make the villain in that, the good guy in the movie. Yeah, that's their new thing. So they wait. got tired of remaking cartoons into live-action movies that are terrible. So they start doing terrible origins for villains that no so one care about. Like, wait a minute. So you want us to feel... No, what happened... Hold on. For the woman who wanted to kill a bunch of puppies? No, what happened is... a Dalmatian killed her mom? Yeah. Not a what, good reason. What happened is they did the live-action Beauty and the Beast. And the character of Gaston stopped being like this weird, crazy creeper and just seemed to make a lot of sense. And the Disney the Princess guy. Belle was... Turns out... She's awful, mm-hmm. and I hate her. Like in the original. So um, then they realize there's more money in villains than heroes. Also, Wicked made a lot of money. So yeah. they were like, we can do that, but with yeah. bad guys. But Cruella DeVille is not a good character. I mean, when you want to kill puppies. Maleficent or whatever else they're doing. <laughs> Maleficent wasn't good either. No. They should probably stop doing that. They won't. Malu- um, they want to wring money out of everything. That first... Maleficent was interesting. Next is going to be the Cinderella story of the three sis- the stepsisters. Well, yeah. they were really just misunderstanding. They were. They just wanted to be married. And have big feet. Well, you can't help the size of your feet. That's genetic. You don't get to pick. But it's not an untrue statement. They have big feet. What did you think going in, Elaine? <laughs> wow, we're still on that. Yes. <laughs> we're still on that. I thought, I love a good tangent. Um, I like the birdcage. I was happy to watch it again. John? I thought, hey. What is on? If it's on. <laughs> if it's on, again, you're not watching The Mummy. No, after actually, the I, mummy. yeah, after The Mummy. No, I really like this movie. I've always really liked this movie. Sounds like I don't need to watch this movie. And I, as soon as you picked it, I was like, I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. That, no, Hank Azaria was shooting this and Heat at the same time. Oh, I know. I That's like, why I wow. was really pissed when I saw that nobody in this movie got even an Academy Award nod. I was like, everybody in this is way better than any other shit that was going on that year I checked, except I'll give What's-Her-Name in Fargo, but there wasn't any women in this movie that did anything mm-hmm. impressive. But everybody in the movie was amazing, especially Nathan Hank's, Lane was a great woman in this movie. Yeah, I was about to just say that. I, was like, I think especially Nathan Lane was great, Hank but... Especially Hank should have gotten something for this. Hank Azaria should get something in a lot amazing. of things. He's a really good actor. He's a great actor. So I was like, this is nothing like he is. Yeah, there's nothing like his character <laughs> then, in Heat. This is look. actually acting, you know? <laughs> But She's got a great ass. <laughs> and you got your head all the way up it. From heat. I know. It's a great line. No, it's not. It's a Tony. It's a great line. It Boom. Was, it was probably, Facts. I think it was improvised, they said, too. Because what's his name freaks out when he says it. Hank is there. Mm-hmm. He's just like, what? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Al Pacino's riffing. Let him go. Yeah. <laughs> so we pan into the front of the birdcage. I know what I want to see the outtakes of this movie because Nathan oh, Lane God. and Rob Williams evidently had a lot of takes because yeah. they both like the improv. Yeah. I want to see that movie. Don't we own this on DVD? Are yes. there bloopers? I don't think so. But I want to see that movie. Let's well, go. Said the, in the, let's make a Snyder cut of this. <laughs> they said in the trivia that they had 
like two things going on with this movie. One was no matter what happens, they all have to say the lines correctly the first time. Then we can riff for twenty minutes or whatever because that's what they're going to do anyway. And the other thing was the director had to do the shooting under a heavy blanket because he wouldn't stop laughing, <laughs> <laughs> and you could hear it through the fucking recordings. And also stuff. in the trivia, it said originally Robin Williams was going to be the character of um, Albert, yeah, and. What Steve was it? Martin. Steve, Steve Martin, Martin was going to be. I'm the so dad. glad Nathan Lane is in this movie, though. <laughs> Rob Williams could have did it because he could do anything. Yeah. yeah. But Steve Martin, Williams I don't know if he would have been as good as Armand, but he would have been, you're comparing him now against Rob Williams. I, I think he'd have been good, though. He'd, he'd do a good straight guy. You know, he, he does I think it lot. still would have been good. It would have been great. But I just love Nathan Lane. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was great in this. But is he your favorite character? We'll see. we'll see. Anyways, can we get started? <laughs> a usually successful performance club called The Birdcage. We are family plays. A drag show is a warm-up act for the main event, Starina. Also a drag show. Armand, it's all a drag show. Armand is the owner, uh, and he's walking around checking out how everything is going. And he's also really old. Isn't he like 2,000 years old? Armand? Yeah. He, own, he owns another theater in Europe, isn't that right? No. The Outer de Vampires or whatever. Something like that. No. Different Armand? What are the chances of an Armand owning a theater? Come on now. This Armand is a 50-year-old gay man. That Armand is a 15-year-old red-headed boy who was turned into a vampire. Who should never have been played by Antonio Banderas, even though he's awesome and he was great at that character. But he's not a 15-year-old red-headed boy. That's true. That's not the same guy? No. Damn, I thought we thought that was the same guy. No. They they dress alike. Nope, not at all. At times they even talk alike. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember that time that Armand told Lestat that you could do Fosse, Fosse, Fosse? <laughs> no. no and Lestat could have done Fosse, Fosse, Fosse. Let's be real. <laughs> Twyla, Twyla. Marsha Grant, Marsha Grant. We'll get to that. It's Michael Kidd. Well, Armand oh, is... Michael Kidd, then Marsha Grant. Sorry. Armand is running around checking on everything. He's nervous about uh, Starina being ready. And he asks a few people about it. Agador, Hank Azaria is sent to go get her, which is Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane has 17 names in this, so... <laughs> well, he's but Albert, but his drag character's name is Starina. Starina because she's the star. plays a bunch of other... But Tony was very frustrated when he started his notes because our main characters are Armand, oh, Agador, and Albert. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, worst, oh my God. Which <laughs> writing rules not to break his name and then, everybody the same. So then you have a bunch of A's. How do you fix that? You turn it upside down and make Val. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which also kind of sounds like Al. A little bit. Mm-hmm. I get the old Spartacus. Yeah, he said, can I be his Uncle Al? Val's Uncle Al. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Serena, Nathan Lane, is being difficult, having a breakdown. Uh, his real name's Albert. He locks himself in his uh, dressing room, and Armand beats the door in. I think that's their bedroom. I think and so. he's I being difficult because he thinks Armand is having an affair. He saw some white wine chilling in the fridge, yeah. and they don't drink white wine. Why would there be white wine? And he's feeling neglected and appreciate, unappreciated. I mean, that would be something. If all of a sudden there's white wine, you only drink red? It would I be mean, something for me, because Tony brings home all kinds of wine to try, and often it's like, this is for your mom, or this is for your lady, or this is for your sister. That's true. <laughs> you don't like <laughs> wine that's not red, and I get random. <laughs> some people are just insecure, though, and... I mean, let's be real. If you are the type of person who is a larger-than-life emotional personality, like many stage performers are, <laughs> it seems 
realistic that he would often be overly dramatic. Yeah, Albert's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, Albert's having a breakdown. Armand gives us the feeling that this happens a lot. Agador calms Albert down with some Purin tablets. Which then, I love that part. <laughs> what are you giving him? Are you giving him drugs? It's the aspirin with the hand ripped off. And he's like, this is genius. <laughs> he's like, I know. <laughs> so good. Then Albert becomes... I'm only going to give you two. One for before the show, one for after. <laughs> Albert becomes Starina and goes out and kills on stage. Uh, not... Not literally kills someone well, on stage because it's not the theater of the vampires. No. Shit. But at one point, See, again, I thought it was the same place. At one point during their little argument, he's like, what do you even do while I'm on stage? This is nothing. I lay here. <laughs> this is when you're cheating on me is when I'm on stage. And as soon as he goes on stage, Robin Williams runs up the steps up stairs. <laughs> and it's like, get out the wine and two glasses and take the night off. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm going to tell Albert what you're doing when you're out here. I got two words for you. Green card. <laughs> and, and then we're kind of led to believe Armand is cheating on Albert. A uh, young man comes to visit. Um, they kiss on the cheeks and stuff, and they're real familiar, but it's, it's, it's his son, Val. Yeah, it's not a big surprise, considering yeah. in the trailer, though, they let you know. Right. <laughs> so they set it up to where it would be this big thing, but everybody knew it yeah. going in. Uh, Val has a surprise for Armand. He's engaged. Armand is not thrilled. He thinks Val is way too young. It's he drinks funny. his entire glass of wine in like two sips. <laughs> and his son goes, you're upset. And he goes, but let me tell you why. Yeah. <laughs> we cut to Barbara, Barbara, which is played by Calista Flockhart. Who Tony doesn't like it. Nah, she's terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, telling her parents, Senator Keeley, which is Gene Hackman, and Louise, which is Diane Weist, about her engagement. Loved her in Footloose. She's she good. Footloose? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. She's the mom. She's a good actress. She's drawn with Gallus Wayne at once. Yeah. Tony really could You saw Footloose once? You need to watch Footloose. It's amazing. You've never seen Footloose? I've seen it once. Dun, 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 dun. When it came out. Okay. He's got this actor. You might like him. His name is Kevin Bacon. Mm, He's great. Uh, this little thing called <laughs> Fuck You. No, it's called Tremors. It's oh, not called oh. Fuck You. Is that what it's called? <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. It was also in this thing called R.I.P.D. <laughs> yes, but I was going to say, no, I was going to go with that Invisible Man movie he did, but I can't oh, remember Hollow what it's called. Man? Hollow Man? That's upsetting. Yeah, it is. We get to see Kevin Bacon Wang in, in um, like, uh... Invisible Wang. You can't see it, it's invisible. because no, they do like a thermal scan, yeah, and, see you a thermal see, and you can see his thermal Wang. <clears throat> it's invisible you see his Wang. hot Wang? <laughs> <laughs> He's got the hottest of Wangs. Oh, shit. Everybody All right. So she tells her parents about this same thing. It's the same kind of a setup. And father's only interested in re-election campaigns and all that. But he grills her about the boy's parents. At least the Coalition for Moral Order, vice president. And uh, she tells him that her his father's in the cultural attaché to Greece, to Greece, and that the other's a housewife. Fuck you. It's fucked up. <laughs> There's nothing okay with this. No. I I was telling Tony when I was, I was trying to figure out who my least favorite character was. It's mm -hmm. tough. And I said, maybe you're not ready to get married if you lie to your parents about what your future last name is going to be. <laughs> you lied to your parents about every aspect. They may figure out. <laughs> How long do you think you're going to maintain this lie? 
Is Val gonna change his last name to Coleman too, so you guys can be the Colemans and they'll never know? <laughs> the real question is, why hasn't Tony picked the Lost Boys? Because it's um, it's overappreciated, right? Yeah, sixty-three. Yeah, on Metacritic, it's I, not, keep, I keep voting on it. It's it just not doesn't drop. Overappreciated. <laughs> it's not underappreciated right. <laughs> it's appreciated so yeah it's, it's right in the middle otherwise I goldie lock zone because i thought about doing it a couple times for birthdays and halloween and stuff like that but i just haven't done it yet. all right albert finishes his set and uh goes upstairs still believing armand is cheating on him he confronts armand yeah there's no other man it's val he so what in this scene rob williams is smoking and as albert comes in he hides the cigarette and Albert's got the wine. He goes, aha, who is he? It's like, it's Val. <laughs> she, she he's in his room, if you don't believe and me. He's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> and then as she, as he walks away, he pulls out the cigarette again. So he's evidently hiding that he's a smoker, which is not possible, really. Well, he's probably... Because <laughs> you smell. Like, there's a lot yeah. of, like, even later in the movie... Um, what is her name? Calista Flockhart there is smoking and she's looking away from her parents as she's taking a drag of a bow cigarette. <laughs> you noticed. I didn't notice that. Yeah. That's like, funny. A lot, a lot of people hiding their smoking in this movie. <laughs> Tony yeah. didn't realize that Robin Williams was smoking in this movie until later and he was like, did he smoke? I was like, did he smoke earlier? And she's like, yeah, he was smoking at this one part and he was smoking at the bar. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, he was. I can see how certain points of the day he might be able to get away with it because it was the 90s and you know that club was full of smoke so yeah it's not that's like true he that's doesn't true. smell yeah. like it anyway yeah <laughs> he would be sinking at the end of the night especially when albert comes home from the club yeah they're gonna he's gonna they both smell stuff. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and in the 90s like they didn't bring it up or all people were just randomly smoking yeah back in the good old the golden olden days they called them <laughs> well the next smoking morning, was a thing the next morning, Al runs out to have a cake made for Val. Armand reads the paper while Agador continues to ask. He reads the paper for a spot on, on an his exercise show. bike. <laughs> He's in the kitchen. First of all, they have an exercise bike in the kitchen. Second of all, he reads the paper, drinks his sludge, and reads the paper on a, motor, a motorcycle bike. <laughs> <laughs> on an exercise bike. Did anybody else catch that? Yeah. yeah. What is, it's was not that a, weird. Was that a Queen reference because he loves to ride his bicycle? No. <laughs> It's just getting a workout in. He's just practice. reading the paper while he rides a bike. But who keeps your exercise bike in the kitchen? Somebody I don't know. Who likes to read the paper while they drink their coffee. They have a okay. bike. <laughs> so, yes, this is a very big apartment. And we'll find out later just how big of a, a place this is. But it's cluttered. There isn't space for an exercise bike anywhere else except for in this kitchen. I mean, and look at these two. Do they look like they use it? That's he gotta obviously... Be Rides the bike every day. It's got to be Agador's. The only thing that makes sense is it's Agador's. Mm-hmm. Albert didn't, didn't has gained right and now. lost 60 pounds in the last year. How do you think he did that? He's just gained, he's lost 100 pounds. Excuse me. 16 to a Both 10. gained and lost over 100 pounds in the last year. How do you think he did that? By riding the exercise bike in the kitchen. You feel like you want a cookie? No, you get on the exercise bike and you do two miles. Every time you go in the kitchen for a snack, you get on the exercise bike and you do two miles. I feel like we should put an exercise bike in the kitchen now. You don't have space for it either. Yeah, we do. You right in the middle. Get in the way. Right in the middle. <laughs> I won't use it. No. She'll just walk right past it with her cookies. <laughs> That's facts. <laughs> Ellie will put cookies on top of the exercise bike. <laughs> Tony was like... I get home. What is this? Tony was it's my like, cookie holder. What do we holder. call this place? I was like, it's kind of like a penthouse. It has a fucking pool. Like, yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's an apartment, but it's really big. But it's on top of... A, I was like, I don't know what you call I it. Call I call it a penthouse. <laughs> Carlos says penthouse. I'm going to go penthouse. 
I mean, if it was little and didn't have a pool, then it would just be an apartment over the building. <laughs> well, it's the only apartment in the building. <laughs> it looks like. There's probably just a club in that living space. Mm-hmm. So Al returns and Armand tells him about the whole... He lives in the club's attic. Engagement. <laughs> Albert is taken aback and also thinks about He's just way too young <laughs> to get there. It's like starts, nonsense. She starts to hyperventilate and Val comes in, oh, you've heard. <laughs> he's so rude to Albert the whole time. I know. He's rude to everybody. He's a, the, he's a, yes, but this really upsets me. Like this is presumably his mother. This is, this is his mother. As his mother. And he's that. so, and he's not uncomfortable with his parent, with his dad's relationship and with Albert. He's perfectly comfortable with them. But he's so rude to his mother. Yeah. It's very upsetting for me that he just, like, what the hell? Yeah, he does that um that thing where, you know, you fuck up the entire movie, then you say, I'm sorry at the end, and it's I know. okay. I know. I said it to Carly. I was like, nah, that doesn't make up for it. You're <laughs> We're going to start calling that the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> I'm just going to call it the Val. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't make up for it at the end. She... Killed yourself. Scarlet Witch? No, I'm talking about the TV show. Oh. In the Vision in Vision Quest. Wow. <laughs> in the Vision Quest. I need to take a nap. <laughs> in WandaVision. That's the only Vision Quest I ever want to watch. In WandaVision, she she kidnaps an entire town and mentally, you know, kidnaps yeah. them. And at the end, she goes, my bad. And everybody's like, cool. They don't just go cool. They, yeah, they can't do. stop her. Well, there's that too, but <laughs> <laughs> they're like, okay, I guess we live. They didn't. With they this. didn't go cool. They just yeah. could not stop her. They're like, we'll call the Avengers. Who? <laughs> Falcon? An Ant Man? No. <laughs> Avengers were disbanded. She's like, and oh. she was more powerful. Yeah, than most of them anyway. Is Thor here? No, and we're fine. What about One Armed Hulk? <laughs> then we're good. Like, yeah. unless they call Thor or um, the what is her name? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. They can't do shit. Captain Marvel's off doing whatever. And Thor is busy, you know, getting back into shape. Yeah. I mean, that's a valid part. They both went off world. The, so there's nothing that anyone can do to her. So they couldn't stop her. So she didn't just go like, my bad. And they were like, you're forgiven. She went, my bad. And we're like, well, we can't kill you. I mean, then be facts. It do be facts. That, damn it, I got it wrong again. It's because you're an old man. Can I borrow this? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you where that landed. It's a blue one. Why is the hair on it now? Because it was in our we house. We had to throw that one away now. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably my hair. Landed on my lap. Sure. <laughs> well, we cut to the keys. <laughs> and they watch Kevin... Uh, the senator debate on TV. He's a conservative Republican with a tough stance on morality. On morality. The show that he's on is like, it's just a ridiculous, everybody's talking over like everybody. And then he's like, it's the best show on television. He says it to his it's wife. It's the most intelligent show on television. Yeah, and it sounds like they're and talking. And they're just yelling at each other. Yeah. No. Um, the mother was wondering if Val comes from old money. Kevin gets a phone call. The politician he's been backing was found, basically his friend and I Stuff love. was found dead in an underage black prostitute's bed. I love the way the scene is. He's furious because he's talks to he's like says to his campaign manager, "What's up?" And he goes, "Jackson." He goes, "Ready for what?" He's dead with a prostitute in bed. Who's Who's bed? bed? (laughs) A prostitute? She's underage. 
and black. <laughs> so, like, it's a lot. It escalated so quickly, and it was so this. It was so well acted. It's Gene Hackman. He's, yes, but I'm just saying this. This no scene hack. is so man well acted. It's just beautifully wow. done. <laughs> Joke needs to be done. So Armand plays piano. I don't get it. You should explain it. Armand. 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 Plays piano as Al looks through Val's baby pictures and cries. <laughs> Outside the key. He's Keeley. a sensitive woman. I think that's what I'm going to do when Cross tells us he's going to marry someone. Some strumpet he meant in Japan. I don't think any girl that he would marry would be a strumpet. Said strumpet. And I'm not. You know, 106, so I don't use the word strumpet. <laughs> Outside the Keeley house. I might refer to her as some anime character. Are you going to hate her? No, I'm going to love her. She'll be wonderful. Yeah, she's going to hate her. <laughs> Why? I don't have to hate her. Hundreds of reporters have set up. I'm a good person. For comments she's and stealing pictures. your little boy. The Navy stole my little boy. <laughs> He's gone. He turned into the Incredible Hulk. Have you seen that kid's bench? <laughs> He's huge. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Ah. Kevin climbs into the bedroom on a ladder. He's obviously still upset and hiding from the press. I like how he's been sneaking out through the back orchard. Louise suggests <laughs> that he lean into their daughter's wedding, make it an event. It promotes traditional values. Barb tells them their father, his name is Armand Coleman, Instead of Armand Goldman, who is gay and Jewish, <laughs> Luis is excited. She wants to go to South Beach right now and have dinner with them. We cut to Armand. It's not okay. <laughs> you can't... What did, what did Barbie think was going to happen? I don't know. What did she None think was going to happen? Okay. This is like... <laughs> and this I, is Val should have been like... You have to tell them the truth before they come down here. If you are marrying me, you're marrying my gay father and my gay... Me, like, tell them on the 24, 26-hour oh, drive down there. It was there. 27 <laughs> hours if they took I-95 right. straight down, but they took I-75 yeah. and went through Tennessee and Kentucky. And this drive took them of time. well over 30 hours. And then they just drove straight to their house and had dinner. No, you did not. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs a change of underpants. Also, you watched the I made change. this argument in the, in the Father of the Bride episode, but why are we meeting at their house? You know what would require no restructuring whatsoever? Just meet them anywhere on Fisher Island yeah. or meet them in Palm Beach. Nobody fucking cares. Just meet them somewhere okay. else. <laughs> then the movie can't happen. No, I was in a exactly. car for 30 hours. I'm not going out in public. <sighs> but then the movie can't happen. But I'm just saying that this is really, it's... Well, they said they were staying with the Bushes. The Jeb Bushes? Yeah. So, so go maybe they... to their house for the night, get some rest, take some showers, and we'll meet you tomorrow. <laughs> well, maybe they did go to the Bushes and took a shower. Yeah. Because <laughs> they didn't seem smelly or rumpled. Yeah. <laughs> we cut to Armand. He's watching Al work on a new performance. And the person on stage with him is not into it at all. That dude's a And throws back. off Albert's whole... Rhythm. Starina is a wonderful, wonderful performer, and this dude is lucky to be in a Starina show. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> his thoughts. Yep. Armand goes over the theme and plot of the scene. The guy does not seem to care. Mm-hmm. Two more gum. Val pulls Armand aside and tells him his fiance's parents are coming, and they want to meet up for dinner and drinks. Armand's like, "Okay, cool." 
Val has to explain the situation. We'll meet somewhere else for dinner and drinks. Yes. <laughs> and then Val says, but Barbie told him this, and I want you to go along with her lie. And what? Albert, and Albert is offended. Um, justifiably. <laughs> yeah. Val explains that they have to redo the whole place, send Al away for a few days, and to, to be fair, a lot of their decorating is statues with penises yes. and well, stuff like they, that. Just saying, but... They're a noble and gay couple that run a drag show. Exactly. Of course it is. <laughs> and he should be... Uh, Armand is pissed, but he slowly starts to give in to this for his son. I feel like this was the time period where if you were very... They were out and proud. So their decor in their home reflected, reflected that. that. And I feel like that was a very 90s thing. Like, if you were out and proud, then your home decor went way over the top to make straight people uncomfortable. How many gay people did you know in the 90s? I don't know that I knew very many. However, I do know from cleaning houses that were decorated in the 90s by gay That's couples. That's true. <laughs> Lots but, of penises? And you're like, wow, this is a time capsule. <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, everybody wang chung in here because there was still a large segment. I mean, this was twenty years ago. There was still a large segment of the population that was very not okay with homosexuality and stuff like that. Now, really, it's funny because now the sentiment has changed, and if you are not okay with homosexuality, now you're like ostracized and you're the terrible person. But realistically, twenty five years ago, it was kind of it was very it was. Not okay, but it was accepted that people just had a big problem with homosexuality. Yeah. So, the people that... So, there was a large segment that was really in your face about it, which is what their decor is. It was very 90s. And then Val tells Armand that he's going to have to man up a bit, not be so obvious. Armand says, I'm, obvi- I'm obvious? And Val rubs his fingers down his father's face and rubs it on the wall, showing that he's wearing makeup. And they're both smoking during the scene. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he says, I just had the wall sponged. Yeah. It's rude. Why that do you rub rude. makeup on the wall? Yeah. You're he's a prick. <laughs> Everything about this kid, he's, he's, he's getting to he's Michelle, like, Michelle yes. Rodriguez's level. Yes, I wear makeup. Yes, I have a male partner. He says the F yeah. word. He says, it took me 20 years to figure out who I am. Fuck this senator. <laughs> the news crews are still swarming the house of the Keeleys. One of them sees a, uh, one of their servants or whatever loading up the family's bags and bribes him for the location. The chauffeur. Chauffeur, I guess. <laughs> Kevin uh, tries to sneak it, sneak up the ladder, but halfway sneak out down the ladder, but halfway down the reporters are all there. He's kind of caught, so he gives up. He gives the typical saddened and shocked, you know, blah 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 answer about his friend that was caught with the. His fellow Underage. founder for the coal- coalition of <laughs> the his co-founder of the coalition for moral order, order yeah. whatever. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Armand is drinking alone at his bar. He comes upstairs and announces to Agador that they will have to redo the apartment, and that Agador has to get a suit to look like a proper butler. But none of this uh, really bothers him as much as having to ask Albert to leave for a few days. Val smiles. Thanks, Pop. Armand says, Val, do me a favor. Don't talk to me for a while. <laughs> Boom. Because he, he loves his son, and he's going to do the thing his son asks, but it really fucks up his whole life. And Achilles drive. My wife would be very mad if I told her she had to leave while my, our son's 
family came over to meet me and my wife. And your husband? Any, anyone. And your husband? <laughs> if Cross told his um, Japanese family that his father was gay? <laughs> now there's a movie. <laughs> huh? What do you think? What do you say? There's a movie idea. <laughs> Well, I reversed it. If Cross had told to his Japanese, if yeah. he had to pretend he was gay, why would you have to pretend you're gay? Because I'm not gay. No, Cross I mean, told the family. Why would Cross the tell them that? Because no, he's telling how progressive he is. <laughs> oh, my dad is gay. Oh, okay. He got caught. In the... And you know, started lying. Did the you know the whole lying thing? I, what if it was the other way around? Yeah, that would be fun. So we can get on, that would be an interesting movie to make. Okay, you make that. All right, get, be, get those assholes. Wouldn't be allowed. But Those assholes in Disney wouldn't make that? No. You Netflix? Know, you would be doing stereotypes or something. You're not pretending. What if we get gay actors to do it? Uh, and they might be a little less looked at badly, but people would still bitch. Damn. If they made the birdcage nowadays, people would bitch about it. Can we put Hank Azaria? You can't make the birdcage nowadays. You can't make anything now. And, and the well, way we no. make it continuity is Hank Azaria will be the butler. <laughs> nice. But you can't do the birdcage now. I've got this one. I know how to do it. Because... <laughs> because... You don't hide it anymore. Because people like, need to lighten the fuck up. No, but people don't hide it. There's no reason to hide it. Well, I mean, even, you still hide it from conservative Republicans. Well, even uh, conservative that are crazy. No, but even conservative Republicans that are crazy, like I'm not going to hide that from you. Fuck you. Well, because side, no one cares what they think anymore. Well, and the other thing about it though is, and this is a bit spoilery. Oh. At the end, they don't. They don't care, obviously. No, they, they don't. get married and stuff. It's just. I think it's more of. The scandal and his his station more than he, he, he I don't think he really cares at the end of the day obviously well, or he no, gets over it you know but but the reason this movie works is because at the time because it fits in the yeah. in that perfectly in that nineties time period piece kind of. but you can't make that now because yeah. um the temp, the country has changed so much their right. views on all this it's like ninety percent of horror movies before cell phones were <laughs> now it's like oh. Where there's cell phones, so <laughs> it doesn't quite work. Um, all right, now we got that. So up. now we cut to Albert and Armand. They're relaxing at the beach. Back at the house, all the art is being taken down and placed in boxes and moved with more or less contemporary stuff. He says, don't add, subtract. Because they got a moose head. <laughs> and Playboy's. It's like, what, too much? <laughs> stuff in the bathroom. Playboy's. Playboy's. It's, it's like, it's what they read. No, no, not these people. <laughs> don't add. Subtract. Armand and Albert are walking home. Armand is trying to ex- trying everything to get Al to not go home. He says he'll take him shopping, but then he, that doesn't work. He fixes a sprained ankle. He says, I hurt my thing. <laughs> <laughs> you what? What? You're what? <laughs> Once inside, Albert screams, we've been robbed. <laughs> Val says, no, no, I just took some stuff out. He says, I'll have it all back before you get home. But by the time back. you get back. He's like, where am I going? Where am I going? <laughs> She does not take this well. No. Val says, it's just for tonight. Al says, I understand. It's only while people are here. Don't worry. The monster, the freak, is leaving. Which, You're safe. This is so, so... Albert would be so Heartbreaking. Hurt. This is so heartbreaking. And Val doesn't say, I'm sorry. They don't try to explain anything. He's, he's just, he's like, yeah, mom, get the fuck out. We don't know who his favorite character is. For Tony and I... And Tony's evidently. Yeah, I love that part. This is a kind of joke that Tony does all the time, so... (laughs) Whenever Carly makes me leave because her family's coming over and they don't want to know I'm gay, I get very offended. (laughs) That would would have ruined the 
But like when I go to my sister's on Friday night, sometimes she makes you leave like, when my family comes over. You don't like me anymore. <laughs> I just I appreciated his uh, martyring himself throughout the movie. That was amazing. <laughs> I picked up a couple tips. You gonna take your toothbrush with you? Yeah, very Egyptian. Very Egyptian. And then I left for the store during the movie, and I was like, or when he was finishing his notes, I was like, "Do you think you're gonna be done? Should I wait for you?" And he's like, "No, you can go." I was like, "Okay, I understand." The monster is leaving. <laughs> and he went, bye. <laughs> Did that end the way you thought it would? <laughs> so Armand goes after him, but Al is unconsolable. They sit down for lunch, and Al's starting to calm down a bit and tries to fix everything. Maybe I can be an uncle, Uncle Al. I can play it straight, he says with his pinky out. Armand sees this, and uh, is, he sees how much this is hurting Al. And he says, you know what, fuck them. We'll work something out. You're a great performer, I'm a great director. Yeah. We can make this work. But put your first, put your damn pinky down. <laughs> he said, let's work on mood. Let's work on food. Men, smear. Get your goddamn pinky down. <laughs> Hold the knife boldly. And then he, he, he goes to put it and he stabs through the toast. He goes, oh, I've pierced the toast. <laughs> and he, cry, he cries out. <laughs> I can always get more toast. Then they work on walking. And Armand suggests, try John Wayne. She's thinking that it's a cliche. <laughs> yeah. And then he practices walking like John Wayne, and, and Armand is not not really into it. And he goes, did I do it wrong? And he goes, no, you did it right. I just never realized John Wayne walked that way. <laughs> Which, oh my God, that walk. Yeah. That's, he does a sachet. That, that is the weirdest fucking walk I ever saw. It's a classic Marion walk. Mm. And if you go back to our Cobra episode, friends, you'll learn that Marion Cobretti was named Marion because John Wayne's real name was Cobretti. No, oh. man, it was Marion. <laughs> Come on. I'm just kidding. Also, most movie trivia ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I don't think that's been beaten yet. The Keelys are still driving. Um, Armand gets home and explains to Val that Albert is staying. Val is very pissed, but Armand holds his ground. Armand says, what we need is a woman. She can take emphasis off of Val. Why not ask your mom? Armand, uh, they agree, but for some reason Armand drives to go see and ask her, which I didn't, was, I thought was stupid. I think Val should go ask her, even though they don't have a relationship. It's his favorite. Really, he never met her. Yeah, but. Because she says, nice to meet you. Yeah. It's also strange, like, they don't know any women. Well, I thought, I don't know any women. <laughs> it seems odd. There's yeah. at least one female bartender in that club. They know um, some women. <laughs> I don't think there is. Those are all men. I feel some like of them know, are really pretty men. Some but women. those are all men, Carly. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> They're all men. I think you need to go back and watch it again. I'm They're right. all men. Oh, yeah, back then there was... Separation of all that stuff. Separation of what? Of oh, the men, gay gay men bars, gay women bars. Bar. Yeah, because okay. I have friends that are gay, and they're like, yeah, it actually kind of sucks now because there's none of that. Now, I have to go to a bar, and I don't know if someone's necessarily gay when I ask them out. They may look gay, and if I ask them out, they may get offended, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. No, because my cousin's gay, and he says you have gaydar. Yeah, well, I don't think that's a real thing. That's, I believe him. I think that's no, something I, that gay he, people he say. would not lie to me. No, I mean you can tell if you're around. Him he says you have gay door. You can tell when someone's Some, gay sometimes, like, but it's oh, not 100. percent Okay, but if you're gay and you go to a gay bar, you would assume it's everybody not, is it's gay. It's not as difficult, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. 
But either way. Um, back. How did you do? Wait. Okay. So Armand does drive to see her, asks her. Um, Armand lays it all out for Kat- Catherine, Val's mom. But they, she gets You're very little, unsure about that, Catherine. Well, I, he, I called her Katie, but I don't think they ever actually call her Katie. I think they call her Catherine. I uh, think uh, he calls her Katie. Oh, does he? When he's talking about um, them being in that play together. Oh, okay. She gets a little. But she's Catherine. She's very uh, like kind of handsy with him and stuff, and starts like sticking her hand down his shirt she's and touching. She's like and touching stuff. his chest hair and stroking it. Just I'm like, that's when, not okay. Yeah, just don't, when Albert walks in. You don't let other women stroke your chest hair. And he flips out and leaves. And then John and I had this conversation and John is like, you would never, you would get so mad if you saw someone stroking, stroking my chest hair. And I'm like, I said, I would never let someone stroke my chest hair. I don't care who it is. And then she asked if a, a gay friend of ours, if she was stroking my chest hair, would I let her? Like, I would not let her stroke my chest. Because a straight woman definitely couldn't. And a gay man definitely couldn't. What about a gay woman? Still no. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think I would get mad about that. It's weird. It would and be so she, weird. And then John's like, why would anybody want to touch my chest? And I'm like, well, to pet your furry chest. <laughs> I'm like, uh, no. So if you're listening, friend, don't, don't touch his chest. Friend? You friend. Want, there's one person? Or is that every person out there? It's, no, that's for everybody. It's for everybody. Uh, like if she's I, I don't asleep, care what your sexual no. orientation is, stay away from my chest. I feel like in the context of this scene, for her to notice that he had a hairy chest, okay. And it was partially exposed because Robin and maybe she was could do, so hairy Maybe that she could do one it. of those, like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. you know, like, come close to yeah. touching. But, but then don't, you don't, don't stick go beyond your that. hands you don't down undo in there my shirt. Yeah. You don't try to stick your it's, hand down my shirt. She started from the top was by his belly button. Yeah, she's very handsy. Which is not cool, but whatever. She clearly, like she was he also doesn't push her off again. of him. So. Yeah, she seems like she's trying to get all the way down to his old size each, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or he's Jewish, what would you call it then? His, um, his, um, his holla. His gefilte fish? Oh, man, come on, dude. <laughs> she, a good one, She though. really enjoyed that two hours and 45 minutes or however long it was right. <laughs> 20 years ago. Well, back at the house, Armand tells Val that his mom is coming. Albert shows up, but he's still dejected, and he's leaving to go to a place where everyone is equal, the cemetery. Only Los Copas. Taking only his toothbrush. So you don't think Los Copas is a cemetery? (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, he also, after he leaves, uh, Armand drops on Agador that he has to cook dinner. And he's like, "Uh, okay. Tony's like, just just order from a restaurant and go pick it (laughs) up and hide the containers. (laughs) I know. Again, it's like there's so much to be so done. The movie can happen. Like, yeah. So the movie can happen. That's a wave mm. Or order it from downstairs. Even though we saw earlier in the movie that they drop food on the floor and then put it on the it plate. It was a lobster. Just order it <laughs> from <not>. downstairs. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they don't have cooks right there. Run downstairs like, hey, I need you to cook me something for dinner. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> you don't have to order out. Just go downstairs. Yo. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you own a club. <laughs> I'm sure you eat that Unless, there regularly. Yeah. So Armand goes to get Albert. Um, he gives Albert a palimony agreement saying that they are equal partners in the club. And this moves Al to being back okay again. Actually, they're not equal alone. He gives everything. Yeah, basically. But, yeah. He gives like, everything to about? Al. And now Albert has to decide whether Robin Williams gets half. I yeah. like how I keep going between the character names and the real names. <laughs> but then they call Catherine to tell her not to come. And dipshit answers the phone. Yeah. Well, when she calls back. No, he doesn't answer. 
he leaves a message with her secretary because she is not there, but she always checks in. Then be facts. It do be facts. Damn it. <laughs> well, Val, is, Val is upset about all this, but there's no time to change it now. Uh, Armand slicks his hair back and puts on a suit. Al comes in and also has a similar look, except for pink pantyhose. <laughs> They're pink trouser socks because one likes a hint of color. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I see what you're thinking. Just like this, it's even more obvious. Al <laughs> can tell they don't like it and he leaves again. Val, Val sees Agador Spartacus and Agador has changed his voice to sound more masculine. At one point, he's like, can we get a straight maid for tonight? There are no straight maids in South Beach. (laughs) (laughs) And in the background, he's vacuuming the back deck in a thong, Mm -hmm. singing uh, Gloria Estefan. There's a lot of thongs in this movie. Lots of buck Lots of banana hammocks. So Lana said, I'm going to get one of those. She goes, okay, good. I don't care if you want to wear a butt floss banana hammock. Oh, yeah. It doesn't sound comfortable. It doesn't sound comfortable If you wear it, though, I will refer to you only as Princess Consuelo. (laughs) That works. I mean, it do be facts. Mm -hmm. You finally said it correctly after 17 years. (laughs) On the answering machine, Catherine calls saying that she was told not to come. Val catches it and tells her to come. And Armand is pissed, but Val may be right. The Keelys get to South Beach, and it's pretty skin-friendly. Not something they're used to. Lots of butts. Mm -hmm. Sun's out, uh, bun's out. So the Keelers go upstairs, they meet. uh, Val and Armand manage to keep the whole ruse going. Agador bows every time he answers, every time he enters or leaves. It's pretty crazy. Bows bows very deeply. Like another one falls over. I like how Hank Azaria keeps almost falling down because he. Shoes. Because of the shoes. He's not wearing shoes normally, but he puts them on for this. Which. Okay. Like Where does he live? And how does he get there if he doesn't wear any shoes? He know. lives in Florida. South Maybe Florida. he puts on rollerblades to get home. I don't know. <laughs> However, it's perfectly normal for people to not wear shoes in their house. So you just have a no-shoes house. <laughs> yeah. Of all you the cannot things... ask a senator and the uh, vice chairman for the Coalition of Moral Order but, to take his shoes off. But no. Well, the weird the thing is, is... Who cares? You know, why? Yeah, my butler doesn't wear shoes. Who cares? Like he's from Guatemala. Agador slides. Nobody cares. But Agador is that Crocs yet? Obviously, no. for like, there's no way the Keelys have not picked up on the fact that yeah. Agador is a character. So mm-hmm. the fact that he would have shoes on or would not have shoes on, they're not going to notice that <laughs> based on all the other things that this care that this dude is doing. And I, it's weird that Val focuses on that. <laughs> Also, those shoes are way too big, which yeah. is probably why. Whose shoes are they? Yeah. Part of the reason, You can yeah. see them sticking out the back of his feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Catherine is stuck in bumper-to-bumper that traffic. That sounds like a character choice that Hank Azaria made. Uh, he would fine. do that. <laughs> He's like, oh, here are your shoes. No, nope, bigger. <laughs> I need bigger shoes. <laughs> Catherine is stuck in bumper-to-bumper traffic, and she will not be there anytime soon. Armand and Val are sweating bullets when the front door opens, and Mrs. Coleman walks in. So she leaves a message. Senator Keeley is telling this long story about foliage. Oh, God. <laughs> so ridiculous. Purple mountains. And we hear the answer trees. machine, and we hear her saying that she's stuck in traffic. And you got to think, 
it seems like it happens almost instantly, but you got to think there's probably at least 15 minutes where Albert heard the message and then Albert decided that he was going to come as Mrs. Coleman. Because mm-hmm. I, I understand that a person in drag often you can tell, but how come they never thought about that? Because <laughs> he's a very pretty man. I'm just saying, we, have, we run a drag club. We need a woman. Let's make one. <laughs> Because you're not gonna, you're not gonna test that. You know what I mean? You're not gonna go. Is he a man? You're not gonna say that in a proper meeting to somebody. Hi, nice to meet you. So, do you have a penis? Yeah. I mean, not this, gonna do the crocodile. You might be like, <laughs> show you I feel like, I feel like the wife might look. I think it's easier for women to notice a to pick yeah. out a drag queen than it is for a man. So, like, look at that Adam's apple. Like, man. you just like that's not. There's something. But she, but she also is not going to say anything. No, but she's yeah. not going to say anything. And you got to think that Gene Hackman, the Senator Keeley, is not going to be looking for a man. No. No. She's and just, he was completely shocked. Yeah, I, oh, my God. That's like a, one of the greatest scenes in this movie. But Mrs. Coleman appears. They all meet each other and talk and stuff. And apparently she's delightful and the Keeleys love her. Val and Armando like... They're oh, freaking no. out, but she's delightful. Agador Spartacus comes to the room and just <laughs> dies. And dies. But why would Agador Spartacus die laughing? He should be used to seeing Starina. Yeah. Well, which isn't far off from this. He says in the kitchen later that it's the wig. This is not a wig that Starina would wear. Where did this wig even come from? That hair is ridiculous. And that was, and that was another thing that um, Robin Williams said. He said he. He left this role for the other one because he didn't want to do this again because he did Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, you got to think, all right, so I'm Starina, and I look like Liza Minnelli or Judy Garland. Yeah, or gay icon. Or, you know, I'm always some kind of gay icon or something like that, and now I'm Barbara Bush. Yeah, that's a little weird. <laughs> Last week I was Tina Turner. This week I'm Nancy Barbara Reagan. Bush. Yeah, Nancy <laughs> Reagan. Like, that would be hilarious. So Armand pushes uh, Agador out of the room, and uh, they're kind of all frozen in terror, but Albert makes it work. Because Albert is a great actor. The news has caught on. Sorry, what? Albert is a great actor. There you go. The news has caught on to to the whole paparazzi thing, and they're starting to move on this possible story. They figured out that... He was bribed. They moved and all that stuff where they went. They're running through, like, action shots, and they see the um, National Enquirer guy bribing the um, chauffeur. So then they all head their way down to South Beach. Vultures. Mrs. Coleman makes small talk about all forms of more conservative ideas, and Senator Kelly is happy to hear that they're close to the same page. I'm on now. They're not even reading the same book. (laughs) (laughs) But Albert's nope. putting on a good show. And yeah. Arm- and Armand is now re-nervous because he thinks Albert is going too far. Is this when they talk about... Um, gays in the military. Gays in the military. <laughs> yeah. And abortion. And abortion. <laughs> they should just kill the mothers. What? Very topical conversation, the actually. Will die, but they should go down with the ship. It's like, Jesus. I mean, the fetus is going to die anyway. Talk about... Alexander the Great talk about gays in the military. Yeah. I mean, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. Because there is the... I don't know if they ever proven or disproven that Alexander the Great was gay. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And he, he had a special unit of gay fighting men that all worked together. And mm-hmm. they were 
Actually, ridiculously powerful. When you look at history, a lot of people were gay. Oh yeah, samurais. There's a lot but of there was a lot of gay weird. people, and it was just like, hey, that's what people do. Yeah. Only recently did it become taboo, yeah. and then now we're back to it being fine. Mm-hmm. So we just cut out that middle part, and we're good. Um, Senator Keeley senses Armand's uh, worriness, and he thinks that it's about the scandal. So he tries to air it all out, explains the sex scandal about his work partner and all that stuff. But Albert's like, no, 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 that's all rubbish. He was framed. And he says, like, for what? <laughs> that's just what Rush Limbaugh said. <laughs> so Armand yanks Albert out of the room. Val tries to explain his mother's sentiments away, but Senator Keeley won't hear it. She's a passionate woman who follows her heart. And he just loves her. And his wife looks at him like, what? <laughs> she just yeah. said it killed the mothers. <laughs> oh, man. Things it's almost like... He's like, anyway, let him go down with the ship. Like, that's a bold stance. <laughs> it's, it's a very bold stance, Cotton. See, it works out. Perhaps dig around some more and find that Armand Goldman owns the club. And he's, he owns the building, too, and he's gay. How would they find that out? I mean, I mean, I, I think guess the you could... public record for real estate. Yes, who owns yes, the building? Yes, but how are you going to get that at night at the club? Um, well, they are. You <laughs> just ask someone in the club. Inquirer. Hey, does Armin Goldman like? It can't be a secret place. that the owner of the club is Armin Gold is Armand Goldman. How they know he's gay? Yeah, and it's a drag club. He's gay. So they're like, yeah, he owns upstairs, downstairs, he runs a club, and he's gay, by the way. He may be on no, he but, business licenses hanging up that say Armand Goldman. But they I'm could. Sure. Who's gay? Well, in parentheses. I have a picture of him with Sarina somewhere. <laughs> it might. Uh, that's true. <laughs> I mean, they could just be listening to people talk about the club owner and his lovely partner, Starina. Like, it might just be common knowledge to the peop- to the patrons. So they might have overheard somebody talking about it. Well, he goes by or they might. They might infer that the guy who owns and runs a drag club is gay. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't that's necessarily... That's a stretch. That's a stretch. <laughs> Not 96. That's a stretch. I don't know. You're making a lot of assumptions there. That's a stretch. I don't believe it. Well, it's the National Enquirer. So, oh, Tony yeah. Like, they don't care. He's, they're going to say he's a like, bad person. Now the news crews are here. Do they even have a story? I said, Tony, they're going to run the story whether he comes out or not. It's the Enquirer. This is going to be old. And when the regular point. news, they don't get a story unless they get a picture of him coming yeah. out of this apartment. Well, that, in 96, they didn't. They do it now. But the whole thing is that Armand and Autumn. Albert are out and proud. Mm-hmm. They're out and proud. Like, it's common knowledge that they're gay. Everybody knows they're vampires. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, wrong Armand. I keep getting them confused. No, you don't. Inside, the Goldmans and Keeleys are having a great time. They sing and they dance together. I could have danced all and Agador night. breaking into the song at the end. So to great. He busts out and everybody stops to, to clap. He says, that. dinner is served. <laughs> Peasant soup. Agador can't cook, so he just made up some stuff. <laughs> Sweet and sour peasant soup. The soup he bowls. just called downstairs to get hey. food. <laughs> And the soup bowls have depictions of naked Greek boys having sex on them. <laughs> Which, why did they just say it's wrestling? They, they spent a lot of time in Greece. They're wrestling. They're wrestling. Evidently, the march is on. Um, uh-huh. They old, were wrestling. It's old Tommy. I did love how Albert was like, oh, I've never noticed that before. <laughs> and then both of Barbara's parents are like, I need my glasses. And they're like, put the soup in the bowl. <laughs> you know, I, I like when... Um, Albert and Val are both like, I have a girl. And everybody's yeah, looking yeah. and they're hiding their bowls. Yeah. <laughs> of don't course you have a girl. I have a girl. I don't know. I think I that's a girl right there. I don't know when's the last time you saw him, but that's a man. <laughs> yeah. 
And then um, <laughs> Armand comes out with the... He just brings the fucking bowl out. He's trying to ladle it. Yeah, he's trying to ladle it. And he just ladles it over their bowl so they can't see the... He's, you heard retreat. I can also make this for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Okay. Seafood chowder. <laughs> no like, Sweet and sour pesto stew. Um, and then, like, you see them all take a bite and they instantly all reach for bread. Yeah. <laughs> She said, this is seafood, it was seafood, but it has an egg in it. <laughs> yes, that's a way <laughs> It's very important in this culture. It's practically currency. Oh, man. Um, but Val's mom is still coming. So Armand writes a note for her and tells Val to put it on the door, telling her not to come up, and they'll explain it later. And the National Enquirer guys instantly Snatch steals it. Because they're assholes. So now we have a ticking clock. But they've also realized that this is all Agador made. <laughs> yeah. There's no entree. This is not an entree. It's like a this stew. This is not soup. Thing. You know, this is, it's, this is it. Yeah. This is why you hire a chef. I mean, they you could. just call downstairs Who and order normally four chickens. cooks for these people? The chef's downstairs. Albert? No, the chef's downstairs. That's what I said. We like Albert cook. Because still, still the chef's downstairs. The chef's downstairs with the kid. He came from the store earlier and said he ordered a rump roast or whatever yeah, that's going to be delivered. Yeah, why did they just make this roast? <laughs> Ridiculous. The back so I'm like, does Albert normally cook and Agador helps out a little bit? Or do they really... Yeah. They could have just said they, they, have a, they have a living cook or something, well, but he's out of town. Originally, you know, Agador was line. just Starina's dresser. And they expanded the part to make him the housekeeper as well. So... I love how they're like, it's Hank, it's you can cook? He's like, you're called or things. Well, the other news outlets find out the senators, find the senator's town car and bribe the piece of shit driver for information <laughs> while having dessert the nightclub below starts blasting its music and armand and albert explain it away but albert's wig comes albert's loose. like i didn't know we lived above a club <laughs> so armand barbara and val escort albert into the other room to fix the wig while they're gone senator kelly explains that he doesn't care for armand because he treats mrs coleman uh badly yeah he almost seems like He's like, he's almost implying that um, Armand abuses her. Yeah. But I love how he's like, look, he won't let her control the house. She doesn't he get made, to manage. He, he serves he's the food. serving the food. He's doing this. He doesn't trust her to talk to us. He doesn't trust yeah. her at all. And I'm like, that's it's very true. And the wife is like, I don't think that's what's happening here. She is also feels like there's something weird happening, Especially but she with the does not think that there is that that is what is going on. And I think the amount in which Gene Hackman likes Albert is really throwing her off. Well, you have to look. All right, you all need to watch this whole thing again. How much is he drinking? Oh, a lot. Yeah. Gene Hackman is putting him down in this. And he's a lot of Glenn Levitt floating around. And in the kitchen, they are just swinging yeah. from the bottle. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, they are They're all, all fucking trash. Yeah. It's the only <laughs> This whole room is toasted. Yeah. And they, I was like, they how believe weird, Elvis showed up. <laughs> how, I've never, I've been to very few fancy dinner parties, if any, ever. So, <laughs> so they meet and they have drinks. And then they decide to wait a half an hour to give Catherine more time. And then they're singing, and I'm like, these people are already drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and then and they didn't then really they eat to have dinner, yeah. but they didn't eat much because it was bad. <laughs> Anybody want we're more soup? Too, no. Every movie that we watch where there's a fancy dinner party, it's always weird as fuck. <laughs> it's always like, hey, come over at seven, and we'll and we'll have a dinner. And you're like, cool. And then they get there at seven, and then all this shit happens for like six hours, and then they eat a little bit of something, and then something else is like, 
Just come over and eat. Like, there was that one when we went to dinner doing. party where there was no one really there. That was weird. That the was perfect weird. toast? <laughs> that was a good party, though. <laughs> it was a conga line. <laughs> it's a little lonely but for some people. I mean, I don't think it was. Depends <laughs> on who you were talking to. Somebody thought there was lots of people there. <laughs> well, the Coleman's fix Albert's wig, but outside Catherine shows up and blows shit. the whole thing. So then Armand says shit. He actually says shit. Because now he has to cover his ass. Uh-huh. And, and he didn't have any go by. And the no. Keeleys are like, what is going on? And Val does the only good thing that he's done this entire movie. Yeah. He comes clean. Come he finds sleep. Alfred. He says, he says, Alfred, Alfred, hi! He pulls the wig off of Albert and goes, this is my mother. You know, and Albert. My dad runs the gay yeah. club downstairs and this is and my Hacker, mother is the star. And they Kevin Keeley is so drunk he has mins. no idea. Yeah. The gold mins that are Jewish. Yeah. And Kevin and Senator Keeley doesn't he, he can't he's put so any of this together. He's, he's like, so drunk. The <laughs> mother, say, this is a man. The gay. mother is like, oh thank God. She like seems instantly like she's yeah. been putting these pieces together and they have not been adding up. And, this is <laughs> and she's like, oh my God. Everything makes and sense. She may also now. be, oh God, I'm not gonna lose my husband to Mrs. Coleman. Yeah, to Nancy Reagan. Yeah. I don't know. He might be into it. Yeah, he might. <laughs> you never know. Oh. So, yeah, they figure it out, and and then they want to leave, but because the wedding isn't happening now. And as the Keelys start to exit, the paparazzi are waiting outside. They try to take a picture. He dodges at the last second so they don't get it, and Keely slams the door. Now they're stuck. The senator is distraught because if he's caught here, he's ruined. They have this on top of the other scandal. That's probably it for him. So they all sit around and try to figure out what to do. And they get he's a sitting senator. Drunk. He's going to get paid for the rest of his life anyway. <laughs> Maybe he just it's wants to be president. Yeah, I guess he just wants to be president. I did think it was funny how when they were leaving, he was like, don't let this influence your vote. And I'm like, you're a senator from Maine. <laughs> <laughs> They're not voting for you. <laughs> Which is why I believe he wants to be president. <laughs> Possible. And they were never going to vote for a conservative senator. No. Let's be real. No. There's no way. Not the coalition of moral order. No, no. Maybe um, Republican that's a little progressive, but definitely not this guy. Not this guy, no. But Albert has an idea. At the end of the night, all the performers go into the audience, dance with everyone a bit, and then exit through the front. So they dress up Senator Keeley. It's a good way to get everybody out of the club. That's true. <laughs> But one of them says, can't you just, can't they just leave with the patrons at the end of the night? And they're like, well, they'll be watching for that. And And there's also these fucking news people all in the club. Get the fuck out of my club. Starina is very upset that she's, one night I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Because she would be thrilled. But like, really, I got to think that. This press is not bad for the birdcage, no matter which way this goes. Mm-hmm. So there's no way Armand is going to kick them out. They're just trying to protect their possible future daughter-in-law's parents. They yes. don't lose in this. Like they don't lose. They don't this lose. is a win-win for win-win. them. And fuck this guy that made a. Yeah. And fuck these kids that made us pretend. Like mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So they dress Senator Keeley in drag. And change Miss Keeley and Barb's appearance drastically to not be recognized. Tony was like, why did they make her look like, what did you say? She, a ghoul. A ghoul. She has, I like, said white... because they have to make yeah. Calista Flockhart look like a man in drag. Yeah. Which <laughs> I don't know I if don't, they really needed to do This is what I thought. <laughs> I thought they should have put Calista Flockhart in Val's suit and dressed Val up in drag. Val's the only one who doesn't get a makeover. Everybody Which changes except me. Val. 
Which, Robin Williams' suit was looking good, though. Like, that was very 90s, but it looked good. Really? I brought that. It did look good. And Nathan Lane in the suit, in the tuxedo looked great. But they should have put Callista Flockhart in a suit and stupid Val in drag. There's no way this kid has never dressed in drag before. Oh, I'm sh- absolutely sure that he, he has done He has played dress-up with his mom. There's no way. There's many ha- many Halloweens guy. was he Dorothy and <laughs> with a little stuffed dog dragging around. So either way, at the end of the last number, we are family. They all slip out in the confusion. Later, we see Val and Barb's wedding does happen, and it goes great. So when they come out of the club, they get into Catherine's car, and Senator Keeley, dressed as a very ugly Marilyn Monroe, I thought he looked great. Says to his chauffeur, "Meet me on the corner, something, oh, something, yeah. in a half an hour." And the chauffeur says, "Not." If you paid me a hundred dollars or something like that, yeah, no way. There's no way this chauffeur would not recognize yeah, it, especially with the voice. I mean, it's Gene. Hackman. Like it's you've you're this guy's chauffeur. You have been driving him around. You were stuck in a car with this man for thirty hours and you don't recognize Gene Hackman's voice. I would one hundred percent be pulling out my camera phone from nineteen ninety six and take. Like it. the reporters aren't going to recognize him because they're not the expecting. <laughs> they're looking past the drag queens because they're looking for the senator, but. This guy would recognize yeah. Gene Hackman's voice. But it's probably best for them that he doesn't because he's taking bribes. He would have told. Yeah, this guy's a prick. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, Senator Keeley, how come you didn't crack that case? <laughs> how they found you. Oh, shit. He never even seemed to think about it. Yeah. All right, anyways, at the. Then there's. Then there's credits, the wedding. The wedding. Bob Dole is gorgeous. <laughs> And they have a, it appears, a Jewish rabbi and a Catholic priest. They seem to have merged everything fine. One half of the thing is all, looks like drag queens, and the other side looks all like, you know, conservative Old Americans politicians. or whatever. A so, lot of them were in black. A lot of those politicians. <laughs> well, they were watching four weddings and a funeral, got confused. <laughs> so it seems that everything worked out great. And like I was telling Carly, all this does is help Senator Keeley later. Because unlike, you know, like uh, Clinton and, and Obama, who were totally against gay marriage when they first showed up, they were like, hey, we were, we were doing this in the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know? It yeah. would help his presidential run, Later. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like that. He's like, dude, my, my, my uh, son or my daughter's uh, in-laws are all, or son's in-laws are all gay and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. in the long run, I think it would help. My in-laws are gay and I love them. Go down to the birdcage. <laughs> See Starry now. What did you think, John? Oh, I got to go first. Something new. Um, so my favorite character is Audemars. Because it's Robin Williams and he's amazing. He's about everything. Trying to make Tony spit out his drink. Try. My <laughs> least favorite character is a tie for, with Barbara and Val. Because they're both terrible to their parents. So I'll have to say about that. True. <laughs> um, my favorite tertiary object is Gene Hackman's candy. Because <laughs> he, he was eating candy. candy. I was like, I want candy. I went and ate a bunch of He eats candy a lot. Um, my favorite scene. This is a tough one. But I'm going to go with it. I'm doing something new. Add them together with my favorite line. Okay. Because it's when um, Robin Williams. Oh, shit. I lost it. Where did it go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Up oh, goes, you do an eclectic celebration of dance. You do Fosse, Fosse, Fosse. You do Marsha, Martha Graham, Martha Graham, Martha Graham, or Twyla, Twyla, or Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd, or Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. But you keep it all inside. <laughs> Putting them together. That's your favorite scene? Ladies. And my favorite line. Interesting. Yeah. Because I like that scene. It's, it's a fun. Good one. It's fun. It, 
I'd like to think that what was that one of the the riff takes oh, or was sure, that in I'm the sure. script? I'm sure. Because Williams is... it could be either one. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? What it said is. in the trivia that, that you keep it all inside was a riff. Hmm. Well, there you go. And I'll give this movie. This movie is awesome. I love this movie. It's lots of fun. Carly. All right. Well, my favorite character is Albert, because Nathan Lane was in it. <laughs> my least favorite character is same as John's Val and Barbara. I was just gonna pick Val, and then I realized that Barbara. I don't think Val. He might not have always been super nice to Albert, but I don't. The extent to which they go. He wouldn't have done if Barbara hadn't been lying to her parents and been like, oh, just go with it for now. Just go with it for now. So, I mean, 18-year-old Barbara, a dumb boy who love, will tell her parents straight mm-hmm. up, we've been sleeping together for a year, but won't tell she's them that he's Jewish. Or <laughs> right, right, so. <laughs> but maybe she's just not ready to get married. No. <laughs> My favorite scene was when Albert leaves with his toothbrush and then Armand finds him and gives him the palimony agreement. My favorite tertiary object was when they went to visit Catherine, Albert had on this gold glasses chain. (laughs) He had a lot of fun accessories, but there was something about that gold gold glasses chain. It's an old lady glasses chain. That I loved. (laughs) My grandma had one of those. He had a gold hat on too. Well, old ladies do to keep their readers attached. I loved that glasses chain. <laughs> we'll get you one for your birthday. They sell them at the drugstore. If my birthday comes back around, you'll free oh, we, can, <laughs> we can do it tonight. I mean, what is a gold glass chain for your And my favorite line for Christmas was, what are you giving him drugs for? What the hell are Pyrin tablets? It's aspirin with the A and S scraped off. Oh, my God. What a brilliant idea. I know. <laughs> so the Pyrin tablets. That was my favorite line. And I'll give it a gay. This movie is delightful. <laughs> Lainey? Mm-hmm. My favorite character is Albert. My least favorite character is Val. Val is a hundred times worse than Barbara. <laughs> Barbara has never met Val's parents. She's uncomfortable. She lies to her parents. That's fine. She makes a mistake. Val should have stood up for his dad, should have stood up for his mom, should never have asked that stuff of Albert. Fuck this dude. <laughs> I, I just say he's awful the whole time. There's one thing that this movie and Father of the Bride taught me is that I hate the kids getting married in these movies. Yeah, They're pretty much all of them. Spoiled, entitled shits to their parents. <laughs> I know. People who get married are awful. In, in the movies. Wait, what? In the movies, well, there's got to be conflicts, so there's always going to be that. Clash. Yeah. It's like, let, let's force my parents to go beyond the realm of what is in any way, shape, or form reasonable <laughs> and then act like they're villainous when they don't want to do it. I don't think that that it's way worse in here than Father of the Bride. I don't think that I don't think that she was going above and beyond what her making her parents what they would find reasonable because the mom was going along with her the whole yeah. time. Ugh. It was just the father was being unreasonable with his two hundred thousand dollar wedding. Of course, it was unreasonable. <laughs> yeah, but the mother. But it's not. She was not trying to convince her parents to do this. The mom was with her a hundred percent the whole time. So mm-hmm. that was more. I just hated the dynamic. kids in both of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite scene is the palimony agreement scene because oh. I love when you see there's it's and because this was made in the nineties, they don't 
this is the only real scene where Robin Williams, where the character of Armand tells Albert that he loves him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all kind of implied that they're partners the whole time, but it's not... There's no affection. There's no... Yes. no yeah, we don't see... And this is the only, like, genuine scene like that, so I really like it. Um, my favorite line is, I say this all the time, and I don't know why John could not guess this when we were trying, when I was having him guess my favorite line. You look tired means you look old. And you look <laughs> rested means you've had collagen. I say that all the time. When somebody says, you look tired, I say, oh, you think I look old today? Mm-hmm. And this is why. I say it constantly, probably at least twice a week. Um, and my favorite tertiary object is the Nancy Drew books. <laughs> uh, the whole series. <laughs> I like this movie. It's good. You should watch it. One thing about this movie is... And I mean, me watching it seven times or whatever. There's no bad scenes. No. Like the whole movie's fine. There's plenty of movies I watch and I'm like, oh, this is the fucking mayor scene in Jaws. I can fast forward this part or whatever because I don't want to sit and listen to this. But like this whole movie, you could put on any scene and I would sit and watch the whole scene, if not the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this is the kind stuff. of movie you pause if you have to go to the bathroom, not just let it play out. True that. My favorite character is Armand with a nod to Agador. I really think he was robbed by not at least getting a nod for an Academy Award yeah. for uh, supporting character. He was amazing in this. But it's and funny he stole the sh- movie in what two scenes? Three. But scenes? Hank Azaria was still my third favorite actor in this movie. <laughs> my number two would be Albert. Nathan no, no, I know, but I mean that's an amazing cast where yeah. he's coming up third. Yeah. <laughs> also, we didn't. Nobody really knew who Nathan Lane was, so they kind of just put him in this, and they're like, damn. He was Timon from The Lion King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, people are like, you Hakuna mean the guy Matata. that played Timon in The Lion King? Like Hakuna Matata. My least favorite characters is a four-way tie. Whoa. Whoa. Between Val, Barb, their driver, and the National Enquirer guy. So the whole <laughs> rest of the cast. Yeah, they can all, The National Enquirer guy is just trying to make a living. Yeah, but they're trash people and should die. Tra- wow. steal the sign off. Whoa. Yeah. And should die. My favorite line is uh, with the ship. Albert uh, is talking about Armand. He goes, whatever I am, he made me. I was adorable once, young and full of hope. And now look at me. I'm, sh- I'm this short, fat, insecure, middle-aged thing. And Armand goes, I made you short. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite scene is the martyr Albert scene where mm-hmm. he plays it out. Mm-hmm. And my favorite tertiary objects are the gay soup bowls. Because I would get those. That's funny. <laughs> I have a girl Careful on mine. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> I, mean, I just think it would be funny. And, and nobody, yeah. either you would get it or you wouldn't. Like, if you came over, you'd be like, I don't get this. What's with the gay sequel? Seriously, you don't get it? And, of course, I get Well, you funny. might be getting them. <laughs> John's <laughs> already Googling. I would not totally get it. You've seen those uh, uh, bowls and dish set that have the hidden shit in it with, like, yeah. the aliens and stuff. Yes. That, that's pretty funny. But, uh, so that's that. Do you have a song? I do. Right. Is it We what? Are Family by Sister no, Sledge? No. It's something totally different. Is it Yaya Ding Dong? No, it's never Yaya. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you can find us on Facebook.com slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast. You can email on moviepodcast at jmail.com. Gmail, not jmail. Wow, you can actually get the soup the recipe. Oh, really? God. Oh, God, I don't want that. <laughs> I bet somebody just made something up. Nobody yeah. seemed to like that. Is it with or without the and shrimp? It's actually funny because in the background, in the one scene where they're all drinking and stuck, you can see what's her name? 
uh, the Catherine. Catherine in the background is eating the soup, and she takes a sip, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she like kind of makes a face. And then they're like, does anybody want more soup? And they're like, no! no. <laughs> Next time. On the podcast is Carly's pick. For Elaine's birthday! It's, it's my birthday! birthday. Yeah, we're picks. kicking off Elaine's birthday month. Yeah, and, what'd you pick? Uh, Took a birthday soup balls. His balls for actual birthdays. I picked <laughs> 1986's Labyrinth. Karen. Everyone can see we're together. Oh, and Conway hasn't done this podcast before, I think. I don't think so. No. Uh, no, she was in Nine and Winter's Tale. Oh, that's right. Uh, she wasn't. Oh, Winter's Tale. <laughs> the lost episode. <laughs> oh, no, we didn't mention this episode. I can't believe it. They got Melta. Oh yeah, R.I.P. Uh, yeah. James Conn. R.I.P. James Conn. That's so sad. It's so sad because I picked a movie with him in it coming up. No. Oh yeah? Did you stop recording yet? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you started looking on your phone. I was looking for bowls where they're uh, playing leapfrog. Did you 